Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Infused with Light. Today we continue the discussion around mental health that's geared a little more towards how it impacts men. So just a disclaimer alert that if this is a triggering topic for you, this is your heads up. I'm joined today by my good friend Jono, who is more commonly and fondly known as Uwe. We've been friends for a long time and we bonded over our love for music and the ocean, but I'll definitely leave the skateboarding to him. I've always been impressed and thankful for the emotional maturity, wisdom and the ability for him to hold space for me, especially in times of need. He has seen me in a matter of all emotional states. So friends play a vital role in supporting someone with a mental health issue. And it is our hope today that something as simple as this, a chat between mates, is all it can take to help someone going through a challenging time. Because of our love for music, we're going to keep the conversation littered with questions about all things music to maintain a lightness to the topic and just because we like talking about it. So thank you so much, Uwe, for being here. I know that this is an important topic to both of us and I'm lucky to call you my friend. So welcome. Thanks, Jan. Happy to be here. Hopefully I sound a bit more intelligent than I normally do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, happy to, happy to talk about something that's pretty you know, near and dear to, to both of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just reminiscing the other day about how when I very first met you, um, I think it was in your apartment actually, and we were sitting on the floor going through the CD rack but everyone else was watching TV and drinking but you and I were the ones burying our heads in the, the CD and pulling out all the lyric, <laughs> like the lyric books. <laughs> so there you go, many, many years ago. Many, many moons ago. Indeed. All right, so what have you been listening to during this COVID lockdown time? Um, pretty much a, a bit of everything. I mean, my, my roots, is, as you well know, but the listeners probably don't, is, is punk and hardcore. So more so the punk, sort of 90s skate punk, surf punk. Um, I've been revisiting a lot of that stuff. So with Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1 and 2, just coming back out on Xbox, oh, no. um, which I just went and purchased today. So reliving, <laughs> reliving the youth. Um, I thought, you know, why not get back into it? You know, old Goldfinger, Millen Collin, Alphex, Strung Out, Pennywise, you know, all that type of oh, stuff. It takes me back to my bodyboarding video days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> takes everyone back to those days. It certainly does. But, yeah, so I've definitely been listening to a bit of that, you know, but I've also busted out a bit of jazz, you know, whatever the vibe kind of gets me going on a bit of old school hip-hop and everything like that so it just depended on what the what the day brings for me I um I load up the uh my Spotify with whatever I can find and so what was the last concert I'm going to push your memory the last concert before we kind of went into COVID land do you remember Poor. Um, well, the last concert I was supposed to go to was Metallica, but that got cancelled. Yeah, that was devastating. That was, yeah, that was absolutely horrendous for me because I've never seen them live and it's, it's a... Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so my last concert, I, I, I can't even remember. It's, it's so, so long ago. It would have been, it would have been at least, at least 10, 12 months ago. Oh God, that's to, yeah, it's 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 ages. So I was this gonna say, is that's even, not like even, you. I know this is even before COVID. You know, it's just been swamped with work and everything. So yeah. I've not been a good a, a, a good fan, so to speak. It surprises um, me. It really does. Yeah, it, it, I know. Like it even surprises me now. I feel I feel terrible. <laughs> like even admitting right. that. You know, 
yeah, especially to me. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so. exactly. I think I, w- I would have to say probably my, my last concert was probably Millencon. Oh, um, yeah. And it was at the Roundhouse. And, um, yeah, they, they, um, they, they busted out everything from, like, you know, same old tunes, yeah. um, you know, Four Monkeys, all the old stuff, Home From Home. So, and that was a long time ago. But the funny thing was as soon as I got there, I – you know, down the couple of beers as you do, get the mm. Dutch courage up, went mm-hmm. straight to the merch tent, bought four T-shirts, a hat <laughs> which doesn't fit, oh, some excellent. stickers. Man, I went, I went absolutely. Stickers. Yeah, stickers. They had stickers oh. and I bought some stickers. I, I, I don't use stickers now. Like even, you know, I'm 37 years old. What, what, what do I need stickers for? But anyway, I bought yeah. them, so I've got them. And I've got a hat that's hanging in my room that it is about eight sizes too big for my small head. It's uh, it's that loyalty. I um, it is. So mine, I think mine would have been tall. I went both nights, obviously. Uh, yep, yep. And then I saw something for Kate in Wollongong. They, wow, that would have been actually all right. Yeah, because they were just about to release like a new album, so that was kind of cool. And were there any gigs that you've like, like, did you have any tickets bought during this COVID time? Like, were there any concerts that you've now like missed out on? due to COVID or have you not planned that far ahead given that you weren't? Um, I didn't actually get a plan, plan ahead, but I was going to go see the Killers. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually got in the lottery and I, and I had a ticket, um, but then I, I pulled out just because of everything that's going on. Um, I missed out on The Cure last year and I was pretty bummed about that. Have you ever seen them? I have. I, was gonna say, did I we have see at the Entertainment Centre. Yeah, okay. Um, and did fantastic. we see them together? Feel like no, no, no. I saw I saw them with a couple of other friends, but it was yeah, okay. it was phenomenal. It was like a three hour set of just oh, probably one of the best bands live. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like he's just no nonsense, just into every song. It's like, okay, this is such and such from Wish or this is this, you know, and it's just into it. We're gonna have a fifteen minute break. And then he comes back and then plays another hour. Yeah. They're <laughs> it's fantastic. Amazing. So yeah. Um, I think I had surprise, surprise. I don't know why I keep seeing Parkway Drive. I've seen them so many times. I don't know. They just seem to get better and better. Actually, I think I I saw them last year actually as well. Actually, that's right. Saw Parkway Drive, Irrelevant. Oh, Irrelevant. Yeah. And um, who else? I can't remember. I was one of these new metalcore bands that just – That I'd love. Possibly. But it's just I don't know. There was there was a lot of stage. This this singer has seen a lot of time in the mirror. Yeah, okay. Um, a bit theatrical. The flicks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just just not on par. But like irrelevant, mate. That brought back a lot of memories. Oh god, yeah. And uh, they just they just played everything old, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm in heaven. And then. <laughs> Parkway came out and it was just like, you know, like even the sing-along songs like Carry On and all that type of stuff and it was just, it was yeah. fantastic. I was just taken aback and it was, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Special moment. And the other one that I, I had was um, Alanis Morissette. Her 20 years since Jagged Little Pill came out. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's the teenage angsty girl yeah. album for the, for the, for the millennium. Yeah. But I would have actually gone and seen her um, for sure. Actually, sorry, as we talk about it, last concert mm. I actually saw was Elton John. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I actually got a free ticket to that, which oh, is even better. So he's a bucket yeah. list for me as well. Tick. 
So yeah, we'll and, get into yeah, our bucket list later. And, 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 it was, <laughs> and it was a freebie. So what more can you ask for? Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's um, we'll come back to music a little bit. But yep. um, so a common thread in my experience of discussing this topic with men is trying to stress that you don't need to be an expert to talk to someone who isn't doing so well and to be reassured that you're not going to make things worse uh, worse for them. Um, so I think it's vital not to underestimate the importance of just being there for someone. So, Ui, do you have any tips on how to strike up a conversation if you want to bring up that you've noticed something off or like a change in behaviour or you suspect something isn't going so well with one of your mates? Like, how do you approach that as a guy? Um, from my personal experience, I, I, I think it's better that, um, you just come out and say it. It's like, Hey mate, are you okay? Is there, is it like, you know, the stock standard question, are you okay? Like it, it's so relevant. Um, but for me personally, if someone, and, and I was having a downtime or downturn, uh, if someone was actually just come up and just go, Hey mate, look, you you're a bit quiet. Um, what's going on? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's just as simple as that. Um, um, and, and, and it's frightening that, you know, simple, simple, you know, question is, is just not asked, you know, um, especially now with everything going on, you know, with the, with the world, you know, there's uncertainty, people losing jobs, um, you know, mental health is, is at all time you know it should be a, a priority you know what i mean and for for people not just to walk around and and you can see it like okay someone's having an off day it's like hey mate what's going on you know um are you okay um do you want to talk about something or like you know do you want to go for a surf yeah i was about you to know, say like just, a... just break the ice you know and then you know you yourself being in the water you you'd know if you're out there with friends no subjects to boo sort of thing. You just get out there, you, you open up, you know, you just, you just, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on the podcast, but you, of just, course shoot, you, can. you just shoot the shit, you know, and, and it just, it just gets resolved. You come out and you just feel better. Yeah. And you I know? like to say whatever is set out in the water stays out in the water or under <laughs> the water. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. There's, yeah. 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 I, I think going to a quiet place with a relaxed atmosphere can really help. So there's not, so much pressure around because um, I still feel like men are very private. You oh, know? A hundred percent. I mean, well, you, you know me I'm, I'm, and all my friends know me. I'm, I'm very open emotionally. You're the um, anomaly. Like you're, you're the, yeah. Yeah, that's why you're on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean like, you know, like, like, well, you know, anyone that's listening, uh, there, there is no norm. That's, that, that, that's what I try and portray. You know, I still go through really bad days. Uh, um, but you know, the, the way I've gotten through it is, is reaching out, you know, your friends are, are your friends for a reason, you know, they, they draw on you as much as you need to draw on them. That's what a healthy relationship is. You know, it's, it's tip for tat, um, give and take, you know, um, collectively as a group, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. If one of your friends is down, you need to build them up. You know, that's what friends do. And I think that's what friendship to me means and it takes a long time to realize that yeah um because i've always felt when i was younger that i was putting a burden on my friend like everyone else has their own issues for me to um uh dump on them so to speak 
is creating another issue for them to solve. Well, it's, it's, it's not really because ideally they, it might take them away from their sort of issue, which might actually in turn help them with something that they're looking at as well as help. If, if that makes sense, like that was yeah. kind of a bit of a wishy-washy sort of explanation, but um, you know, they might take something out of your issue that they might themselves be feeling. And then that's where the conversation starts in, in your hindsight, it might even strengthen your friendship. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think what you said before, it's it's so true. And I guess it's a good indicator of what level of friendship you are. If you can't have a transparent conversation and feel supported, that you can say anything and everything and in a non judgmental space, then like that's not that's not great. Like I think sometimes I had to go through a big period of reassessing the people I had around me. I'm like, do these people truly love me? And I was like, I, I need a better support network. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, people always base themselves around people they want to be around. <laughs> that sounded a bit weird. But anyway, um, but, you know, you're only, you're only as good as the weakest link. Same as like a work environment as well. You know, a manager is only as good as their worst worker. So, yeah. and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, in, okay, look this person needs to be taught something or needs to help to learn something just that way. We all function as a, uh, a collective, um, uh, functioning machine, so to speak. So yep. if you base yourself around people that are, you know, full of life, you know, the people that you really need, not the people that you want in your life, but the people that you need in your life, I think that's a better way of looking at it. And, and it's hard now because of, you know, social, uh, certain things like social media where people, like, portray this, oh, oh you know, yeah. such a glamorous life. And I go, to me, it's all bullshit, you know. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'll put a photo up. That's yeah, like, same. You know, you know, whatever. Um, oh, look, this is me, blah, blah, blah. But then, um, you know, you look deep down and, and some of these people, it's like, for instance, uh, let's, let's just say Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Who, who knew that he was struggling so hard? This guy, yeah. this guy gave joy to millions of people, you know, but, I, but, but when, when he passed and all the issues that he had and all that came to light, everyone was like, shit, I didn't even know. Yeah, you know what I it's, mean? It's interesting that um, so many comedians and as someone who writes comedy, like scripts myself, it's, it's that dichotomy. It's like the balance of like um, depression and and laughter like i would use it as a defense mechanism yes uh, and everyone's like oh jen you're so funny and funny but it, it's i guess like with him and actually when you brought him up i'm pretty sure he said like with instagram or social media that it's the postcards of someone's life and it's so true i looked at my instagram not that long ago and was like yeah there's some photos of me doing some cool stuff but i was like cried my eyes out that night was missing the shit out of my parents that night like you don't see the you know they're just snapshots so they're not accurate. It, it, exactly. I mean, it's a it's a point in time that can be revisited and relived, you know, and it can stir up and strike different emotions in people. I mean, to an outsider, they'll see it and they're like, oh, you know what, Jen's living the best life, Jono's living the best life, but then you don't see the behind-the-scenes sort of thing, you know. I might have posted that because I'm struggling today, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is my window to me, like, you know, um, I'll, I'll post a, a photo of, like, you know, a sunset, like, you know, or something like that. 
that makes me happy. But the reason I'm doing it is because I'm actually upset. Like it's bringing me back for better times, you know what I mean? Yeah, so connecting. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, and yeah. I think that's a good point too though. Like don't be fooled by someone's social media just because your friends are looking like they're on a beach sunbaking, looking glamorous or whatever. <laughs> it's It's still not something you can't take it for face value so i would always say like just because someone's social media is presenting one way you still need to be a good friend and check in 100 percent. I'm, I'm i'm all for it you know like even you know during during covid you know there was a few of this uh, group of mates um bondi tama sort of guys mm. and and we've all you know co- collectively started groups in just like messenger or whatsapp or whatever and it's literally just a touch base it's like hey guys checking in what's doing and that's yep. it. That's literally it. And then just everyone starts, you know, posting stuff I probably can't say on this podcast. But, you know, like it's just boy talk and, what, and all that stuff. <laughs> I can only but, imagine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't want to put anyone in shit. But anyway, but like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, let's but not. Like, but but it, it, it starts the conversation. Someone will see it and you never know. Like that meme or that that picture or that whatever might cheer someone up, you yeah, know, and it might pull them. yeah that bad thought that they're having, they're like, you know what? I needed that chuckle. I needed that today. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that happened. So I, I want to bring something up that between you and I that happened. You probably have no recollection of this, but I think it's, it's an important thing to highlight that the tiniest thing, like what you just said, like a meme, you just don't know what that does to someone. So mm. many, many moons ago, <laughs> um, I was in a bad way. And, you know, the steps at the top of Tama, like where I used to live, like up the top of Bronte, like in between. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I think I was sitting up on those. You didn't live that far from me at the time. You live like not that far up the street. Yeah. And um, I was, I don't know if you'll remember it, but I was really rough. I think we'd come back from oh, some concert somewhere. And I remember you just saying to me, just go and put on your favourite CD, Jen. It was you. I remember you just going, just go and put on your favorite CD, go and listen to Nine Inch Nails. And I bet you probably don't remember it, but for me, I was like, I was so lost and I was so out of alignment. But someone just reminded me, like, Jen, you love music. Like, that's the one thing that can shift energy. Like, that's a known fact that it can shift people out of. And that's hard because I find music such a cathartic release for me. Like, it's so emotional. Like, and as a woman, you know, you can't really go around screaming and really expressing. Yeah. I guess that's probably why I like metal so much. But, yeah, I just I think it's important to stress that those little things. So thank you. I don't think I've ever told you that. Well, I don't, but, yeah. Oh, well, it, there we go. You're, you're welcome. Like, I, well, there you go. There, there's prime example, you know, the smallest, the smallest, the smallest thing. thing can create a ripple. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. We are going to segue into um, mental health and our music and how that has it's been a huge part for both of us, like a healing tool. But I want to ask you, what's a band you haven't seen that you would want to, dead or alive? Oh, shit. Jeez, um, mm-hmm. there's a few. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would probably say Tool, Tool is up there. With oh, one, I've, I've missed them a few times. I'll take you next time. You know yeah, me. I'll go to... I've, I've definitely got to go to that. Uh, yeah, you do. Again, Metallica would be one. Um, I've, I've, <laughs> I've got one that's a bit of a, a throw from the side. It's Paul Simon. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just the whole, you know, South Africa, the whole movement he did. You know, having blacks in his band and everything. I, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. 
you know, like there's, there's uh, he, like he does a song, it's called Diamonds on the Soles of His Shoes and, and there's a YouTube video and it's, it's, it, it gets me every time. Like it's just, it's this chorus line of, of, of black singers and they're dancing in unison and they're singing and it's just so harmonious and it's just, it just sounds amazing. So he, he, he would be up there just for the person he was. Mm-hmm. David Bowie. Oh, yeah. 110%. Uh, Iggy Pop or Iggy and the Stooges. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, who else? Um, I, I, I'd say Prince, just because okay. he was a musical genius. Yeah. Um, now, if we go into sort of punk and everything, um, I've pretty much ticked off all my. Um, I was going to say I can't best ever is like you know bad, really bad religion, you know. Uh, who else? Um, yeah, I've pretty much seen everyone from from that sort of thing. Um, I, I, I'd probably like if if we went back into sort of Australian sort of metal, I, I'd yep. probably wish I saw more of I Killed the Prom Queen. Oh yeah, like in their original in lineup. their original lineup. Yeah, they they were um, amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I wish I saw more of um, Internal <laughs> Affairs. Oh, I was going to say, didn't you come to those gigs? Like prom I did, I, I was going to say, I'm sure you were there. One, one of my favourite, one of my favourite um, internal affairs um, concerts, they actually played with um, uh, Good Riddance, so yeah. another punk, Cali punk band that I, I, I love. But that was one of the best shows I've ever seen and that was at um, the Gailey Club of all places. One of oh, the that best was venues. Best venues, yes. Like, remember Hardcore? Sydney ever had. Oh, Hardcore. Fest. O2. Uh, I oh man, yeah, I remember all those. Like even okay, so if we if we're going if we're going hardcore, sure, let's do um, it. Okay, why not? Um, I'd even I'd throw Hatebreed out there. I, oh. I don't like them as much anymore, but Hatebreed would be up there. Throwdown. Yeah. And there used to be a Cronulla band, or from the Shire, called Throwdown, an Australian Throwdown, and they were sort of like a punk, hardcore, sort of thrash, punk band they were fantastic i never got to see them and i hated it because they were part of all the underground surf videos and i love them so i was i was massive on those guys um who else uh i've probably seen madball never seen madball i've never seen definitely on my on my bucket list uh i had a sick of all ticket and it fell through so i was unable to see them um so yeah uh h2o so H2O, oh. actually, that's a good segue because the lead singer Toby Morse is yeah, we'll get preaches that. PMA, positive mental attitude. So that's yeah. a, if if any of the listeners out there listen, give a listen to H2O. It's melodic hardcore from New York. Oh, yeah, my favourite type, really. Melodic hardcore. There you go. So yeah, so they're probably some of the bands that I'm kind of kicking myself that I haven't really seen. But yeah, and it's going to be hard now with everything going on. I doubt I'll be able to one no. go over to America or two. They'll be able to come over here. So yeah, I um, I never saw Michael Jackson, and I I really wanted to. Oh yeah, you can tick me off for that one. I would I would definitely love to I, see Michael Jackson. I had a scrapbook of him when I was ten, so I feel like. <laughs> I need to see him. Mate, I had I had all these videos. Did you ever yeah. watch the movie? What is it? Moon, Moonwalker. Yeah, I had that? the Sega Mega Drive game. Oh, oh my shit. god, <laughs> fucking the bomb! Anyway, <laughs> I could never get past level three, but I want to go back and play it to see whether I could get past like the graveyard. Anyway, 
All right. So um, I just also had come into my head. Do you remember the game we used to play called Buzz on PlayStation 2, the music game? Do you remember that? Buzz. You know, it was Why? like, I think I used to call it Bop. And it, yes, I'm, you were so good at it. And we'd come around to my place and play it. Like, and it was like, it was a musical quiz game, the ultimate musical quiz game, whatever it was. Do you remember? Oh, and you'd have to like hit the buzz yeah. and it'd be like, what song? And if you yeah, and yeah, I, I remember it. yeah, I mean, no one would want to be against us let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have to hit it and then answer anyway. i do remember that. yeah 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 and it got pretty heated <laughs> it did well everything got heated you know it, did. Like... it really did <laughs> that's, that's fun <laughs> i just competitive streak yeah areas what can we say that's how yeah. we run. that's it gotta win are we there my phone just decided to go a bit weird yep, um all right so Let's talk about like the role of music in in regards to your mental health journey. Like, I know it's a huge topic, but let's just dive in somewhere and we can just see where we end up. Yep. So for it. So for me, music. I don't know. Pretty much from day dot. It's it's been such a big part of my life. I mean, you know, I I often say this, like you know, like um, whenever you put. Spotify on in the car, you know, it's literally the soundtrack of your life. Yep. You know, like literally, you know, I've never, I've never experienced such a a, a type of medium that can literally take you back to a specific point in time. It's so nostalgic. Mm. Like, you know, like a single verse or a single song can literally take you back to when you're 14 22 yesterday or whatever it may have a um a a, a good memory a bad memory but it will like it will crystallize that point in time forever for you and i uh, I, it just astounds me you know like whether it be any type of music like just to have that in my life i'm so thankful for you know just gets you through the day yeah i i guess i'll probably talk about and i'm sure this will um, lead you into some thoughts too. So like I went through a phase when my mental health wasn't good. So, okay. So before I say that, I'll preface this with, I've pretty much always loved Nine Inch Nails since like early nineties. Right. So my brother kind of had one of their albums and they were industrial. And I was like, who is this band? Like, I really liked them, but I got a, not obsessed, but I would really analyze their lyrics. And I was like, for the first time ever, it was expressing what I couldn't, I couldn't really articulate. So that developed like a whole new bond for me, like listening to their music. And then um, I still love them to this day. But as I kind of got better with my mental health, I found that I couldn't listen to some songs because it was it was so heavy for me during that time. And and Trent Reznor himself, like, and most, well, a lot of the musicians that you and I like, and just in general in that industry, he suffered tremendously with like suicide, depression. Yeah attempted it several times and I remember that I always joke with my friends and I probably shouldn't in hindsight but when they're fucked up they seem to make the best music and then when he started to recover and become sober I was like oh this isn't really the nine inch nails that I know and love there's there's no passion there's no depth you know there's no there's no rage and I was like that's what was fueling me so I don't know whether you've like been like a fan of a certain group and you've they've kind of gone through that evolution if they have struggled with their mental health and you've but i really they but 90s now has really helped me get through a period where i just couldn't articulate 
the emotions that I was having. And so that in itself is therapy. I didn't have to talk to a counsellor. I didn't have to do anything. I could just sit there and listen to it. Yeah, I, I totally understand that as well. I mean, like there's certain like certain bands that you, you, you hear and, you know, for instance, like, like, like I'll, I'll just take off the cuff, like, um, like Strung Out, for instance, you know, most of their earlier stuff was when they were, you know, on drugs, drinking heavily, um, oh. even to, even to another aspect, no effects, you know, Fat Mike, yeah. the lead singer, he's, he's always been open that he's like massive cokehead, you know, doing mm. this, doing that. But he would also write some of the most intense bass, like heard, like for any punk song sort of thing. Um, you know, I don't know if, if if you've heard it, but he he came out with a CD a few years back called Koki the Clown." No, I haven't listened to it. Uh, it's literally a window into his life, so it's one of the most fucked up, saddest sort of visions into someone's downfall, so to speak. Yeah. Um, do you find it hard to listen to it? It is. I, I like you know, like he's literally uh, leaving everything out on the CD, and he's just going, "Look, this is me. You know, I, I fucked up. I'm a piece of shit. You know, I'm. I, I, I've, I've hurt my best friends. I've hurt my family. I'm, I'm a cokehead. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm the shittest I am when I'm on these drugs or yeah. or, or binges or whatever." But this is me. Like I'm, what it is. I'm not out of it yet. You know what I mean. So it's 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 a good CD to listen to, but it's pretty heavy. So if you, if you know the backstory of it, it's pretty it's pretty intense. But like it's worth it's worth a listen and stuff. But to get an insight into someone's sort of soul slash thoughts like that, it's like wow. Okay, this is a celebrity that I, you know, grew up idealizing like you know like let's go out on the weekend let's let's get drunk let's do this let's party you know like a full punk attitude you know lifestyle who gives a shit anarchy and all that type of stuff <laughs> but then you're like man this guy's broken you know what i mean yeah. and and these and, these yeah. are his crutches that you know like but but now you know he's on the straight and narrow he's he's, he's doing well but I think everyone has um, breaking point too. Like I think there is that point of like, I can't do this anymore. This is not serving me anymore. I think so as well. But I think like for him, I think that kind of saved him. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Like like one of the things I do now, you know, if I, if I have like a shit day or whatever, like I'll I'll write it down. It's as simple as that. It's not keeping a diary or anything like that. It's literally like you know I'll write it down. But that thought is now on paper. It's 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 materialized. You know what I mean? So I'm not overthinking it. It's on paper. I've, I've done something with it. I've done something with that thought. And once I've done that, you know what I can do? If it's a shit one, I can scrunch it up. I can throw it in the bin. Yeah. That, that for me, it's something physically that I've done that I've taken from my mental state. I've turned it into a physical aspect that I can actually do something about and I can throw that in the bin. And I'll be like, you know what? Mentally, I've just... I've just gotten rid of that. Yeah, it's it's no longer just floating around. You're not looping obsessively the story of it. Like exactly, you know, like put 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 pen to paper. Go for a surf. Go for a skate. Go for a run. Lift weights. Do do whatever you need to do. But do it. You know, don't 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 feel you have to sit there and try and overanalyze what you're. 
you'll, you'll actually have a crystallizing moment if you actually go out like, and like what we said at the start, you know, have a conversation with someone, you know, like even if you need that release, have a conversation with someone um, that may not be in your immediate circle. You know what I mean? It's like, let's go have a beer. Like, well, you don't have to have a beer, but like, you know, <laughs> let's go have a beer. Have a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Have a Coke, you know, whatever. Um, but just start a conversation and just rifle it off. You know yeah. what I mean? It'll always make you feel better. And I don't know. It, it just it's me that you're hearing, you know, uh, people not doing so well. And uh, the annoying thing is, is this is a topic that is so widely discussed at the moment. Yeah. But still not addressed There's properly. There's no action. That's right. There's a lot of to- in, in my my experience of it there's just a lot of like pretty flyers and like call this number but when I've talked to like men who have spoken to me about it or or younger teen guys it's like they still don't really know where to go Mm. like it's still I don't know so I do think there are other resources out there but um yeah it's it's definitely not but you just mentioned skateboarding before and I that is definitely (laughs) synonymous with how I think of you yeah um you and I both, well, we were pretty nocturnal and I used to remember you cruising around at night with your head, like with your music, iPod. Yep. Remember those? <laughs> the iPod, mate. I've still got one. You're right. Do you? I've oh, dusted him off the other day and oh, golly. kicked that back, yep. And I even found the charger for it, which I was surprised for. Yeah. God. What colour was yours? Uh, it was the gun. It was black. Everything was black. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I just wanted you black. to say it. Yeah. Everything's black. Just a baited question, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I remember you like would skate around at night time. I would walk at night time too to clear my head. So maybe let's talk about that. Like, so was that like a form of meditation? If you look back on it, in a sense, like were you processing? A hundred percent. For me, I, like it sounds so cliche, but like you know, but but to say you know skating saved my life is is probably uh, up there. Like it's not as extreme as that, but it it. You look back at it and, and you're like, it, it, it was a form of release, mm. you know, like you could, you could go out, just cru- head to a skate park, you know, like head to, like I used to go to like, like Waterloo back in the day before it was what it is now with the old metal ramps and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, you just cruise and just, and, and just skate. And then, you know, you'd vent, you know, like you'd get angry, you'd throw your board cause you're not landing any of your tricks or anything like that. And you, you'd come back and you'd, you'd be so sort of worn out that you'd be like, you know what, that, that was a release. Yeah. It, and it was a release, you know? So, and it's, it's a very individual thing. I find skateboarding, you know, it's all about. Well, only you Stop. can do it too. <laughs> well, well, that's it. It, it. It's not like a team sport where you know oh, I'm letting this team down. It's it's something that you're doing individually. You're you're working out yourself. So, you know, like you can only get better if you put the effort in. You yeah. know, um, and it, it's a tough journey. It's like golf. Golf's like the easiest sport if you look at it on paper. But fuck me, it's one of the hardest things <laughs> to ever hit a small ball into a hole. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, for me, so my my release was yeah, it was surfing, it was bodyboarding and stuff like that. But then skating was always my, my yeah. number one release. Like it was always there for me. So that's probably like if I had an image of you, I would I would have an image of you like 
with your skateboard. That's how I would capture oh, you in time. A hundred percent. I mean, like, I, I, like I, I've grown up with all my mates are surfers, bodyboarders, yeah. surfers, whatever. But like, I'm, I'll, I'll always be a skater through and through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We were talking about that before. I mean, we were talking about how you need a new wetsuit, but how I'm yeah. in the ocean a lot more. And for me, um, I guess it's, it's probably going to sound a bit strange, but like, I mean, obviously I surfed a lot and obviously when, um, you know, I had the time to do it. Now I don't, but I have been surfing a lot during, well, let's call it floating for one of them. Wading. Yeah, and, and rolling over some waves. But um, mm. it was the one thing that could, um, because I was never like super, super good at it, I had to focus a lot and like obviously I'd be surfing with a lot of guys, like especially over here on the northern beaches and obviously with you guys over there and it, it was making me a little bit out of my comfort zone so I had to really concentrate and I had to be 100% in the present moment mm. and still to this day it's one of the only things that keeps me present and I think that's really important with mental health. Like if you can find an activity that completely takes you out of the story and, and focuses you, like yeah. that's probably like, and I would say for me, the ocean saved me yeah. and going and going to concerts. A hundred percent. And I think what you touched on there is, 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 is fantastic. I think for me, like, I think people need to, 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 to realize there, there is no norm to any of this. Like it's, it's like, oh, you know, you, you're supposed to um, feel this. You're supposed to feel that whatever. I reckon that's all bullshit. Everyone is an individual for a reason. That sole, that sole word is individual. That means you are by yourself. You, you think by yourself. What you think may not necessarily be the same as someone else. But with all like, you know, social media and all this type of stuff, what's going on, you're, you're sort of programmed to think that this is what you're supposed to act like, what you're supposed to be like, whatever. So like for me saying skateboarding, helped me for you saying surfing and being in the water helped you that's not necessarily going to help someone else that's just something that's that we've both taken out and we've found our little sort of niche whereas someone else could be like you know whittling you know like mm. cutting up bits of wood or something you yeah, know or painting rocks or you know like yeah. um whatever like so like for me it's always it's always tough that, you know, society always paints this picture that, you know, you have to be this type of person. And, and that really annoys me. And, and it's, it, it's going to be funny because like, I'm, I'm going to sound like, cause I'm getting older, like, oh, you hate <laughs> the youth and all that type of stuff. But like, you know, all the all, like priming supreme stuff and all that type of shit. Like, um, it, it's cool. Like I get it. It's, 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 it's awesome, but you literally look generic. So the more you're trying to stand out, the more you look the same. Yeah. And so now as a segue back to the punk and hardcore <laughs> scene. Yeah. Was our out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is not the norm. This is not the poppy stuff, which I still listen to, which you still listen to. And I oh, know you we're going to touch on that later on. Um, <laughs> but this, this is the shit that we were like, you know what? I, I am angsty. I'm angry, but I can't, I can't portray that out there. But if yeah. I listen to this music... It's people not trying to fight each other. It's people just having a release. It's like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I'm angry. And I, I'm allowed to be angry. 
I remember people saying to me, oh, what are they doing? They're doing this weird two-steppy thing, which I used to always giggle because it was kind of just like an, a jazzercise um, dance move that was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I was like, I can do this team. I never did it. But I was like, I could come down and then just rip that floor. <laughs> but yeah. um, again, I was like, but that's still movement. Like why I used to find it very strange that people would judge that. I was like, it's movement, it's expression, it's a form of release. And we don't judge yoga and all those types of things. It's just a different environment and context. A hundred percent. I mean, if you put if you put that in I don't know, like in a ballet term, you'd be like, Oh my god, it's fucking art. Well you, you would. I, mean? I have got a friend and I and I, one of my favourite bands is Darkest Hour. They're, well, let's call them <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal melodic. The, the knowledge, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, they – she and I helped choreograph, like, a ballet piece to it. Wow. You know? And I was like, yeah, because I was like, I was like, surely no. I was like, let's just do it. That could be a thing, like, ballet to metal. <laughs> like, they do yoga with metal now, so why can't we do – Really? Yes. Are we? Holy yes, shit. they do. Yeah. I can't – I can't, I tried to do it, but when the guitar solos come on, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't hold a position. I was getting very like. You just get too animated. Yeah, I was getting so. too squirmy-wormy. I was like, I need to. <laughs> this is take two. We had some tech issues the other night, which is slightly traumatic because we really covered some good, good ground and good content. Um, all the feels came out, but hopefully we can recreate it or maybe even outdo ourselves. I think um, you asked me if I had a pen pal and I can't even remember how. We got onto that topic, but never mind. Let's kick it back off with your top three concerts to date, Uwe. Okay, so my top three, probably something more recent, like as I said at the start, probably say Elton John, mm -hmm. uh, only because he's, he's just it's just a bucket list. Um, number two, I would say The Killers at the Entertainment Centre for all our Sydney peeps here. <laughs> um, and number three, I'm going to throw it back to 1998, Maroubra Surf Skate oh, Slam. Oh, Surf Skate Slam. I lost my very favourite pair of cons at that concert. Really? I lost my shit at that concert. And that just opened me up to, to everything. Like it's, you know, 98, it's, it's, it's peak, peak punk it was scene. so it, good. It, and, and, and grunge and everything. Yeah, oh. silver chair, you know, like it was it was just everything. And it's like all your mates surrounded, like I've ditched to go to this thing. I've jumped the fence. I've snuck in <laughs> with one of my best mates, Joel. We've gotten in and I'm just like, holy shit. I was just like kid in a candy shop. I'm yeah. just like, I'm watching skating. I'm watching surfing. There's live bands. There's, there's, there's a half pipe in, in where there shouldn't be a half pipe. Like it was just epic. Yeah. And it completely like was such an immersive experience. Like it totally, my energy was electric. I didn't know where to look. Like I was so excited. I'm like, do I go watch friends or Rom? Do I go watch the surfers? Like, what do I do? <laughs> it was like... yeah, I was, I was exactly the same, you know, like me gravitating towards the skate sort of stuff. Like, and you got to remember, I was 16 at the time, 16, mm. and I'm just like, shit, I've never experienced anything like this. I've seen little demos and whatnot like that, but nothing of this magnitude. And, and it kind of just opened my eyes to the sort of live music sort of scene. And I was just like blown away, absolutely yeah. blown away. Yeah, I wish that would come back. That was, uh, that was something else. I <laughs> know. Oh, I remember they did it. They did it the following year. It was good, but then they just they they canned it. There was just, I think there was just too many, too many brawls and stuff. But uh, you know, 
and parcel with that type of content. Too many so crazy good. punk antics going yeah. on, no doubt. Yeah. Um, right, so mine would definitely be The Cure at yep. the Opera House. Yep. Probably seeing Tool last year in Los Angeles, especially when they played Enema because they just ripped the shit out of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then Nine Inch Nails, but I'm very particular with my lineup. So it was like Josh Freeze, Geordie or Twiggy from Marilyn Manson, James E. Ha, and my favourite guitarist, Aaron North. Yep. And that was also super amazing because I got to go backstage and I just don't even know if that exists anymore, like where the music reps hand out like backstage passes to people. <laughs> anymore i don't know hey i mean like that would have been amazing like i can only just think like because secure is up there with one of my favorite bands as well so i'm just also in awe of of hearing that so yeah yeah it was um it was crazy all right we're gonna just swift oh, swift can't even speak switch gears a little bit so i want to talk about um relationships of an intimate nature now yep whatever that looks like in any dynamic or structure And I guess how best to approach your partner if you or they are both having mental health issues. So I feel like a lot of men, again, just from my experience, feel obligated to fix their partner. And I think that causes like a lot of tension and communication breakdown. And I think, again, communication is such a vital aspect here. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on like, how can you best support someone in in a relationship structure if they are going through mental health issues? Um, this one hits a bit, a bit close to home for me, uh, it, which I'm happy to talk about. So in my personal experience, um, I kind of fell into myself. So we, we were both having issues. Um, I, I won't name names, mm-hmm. but we were both having issues and I being, I being myself focused on them um, without obviously, uh, getting out my sort of emotions and everything like that. It's solely, it was almost not to say one way traffic. It was just like, look, I need to help you. Like this is, you, you need the most help at the moment. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, let's focus on you. And then also sort of forgetting about myself, harnessing and, and just, and just sitting on, on emotions that I shouldn't be sitting on. So, their issues are starting to get fixed and we're working through that. Whereas mine are just burying themselves just deeper and deeper and deeper and kind of yeah, just, just materialized into me, just kind of just shutting up, uh, dealing with it and just suppressing sort of my feelings, which in then. So how did that manifest then in your life? Were you like moody or like? Yeah. Moody. Withdraw- yeah, uh, okay. yeah. Moody, withdrawn. Um, I was very quiet. Um, and you know me, I'm, I, 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 I can be quite bubbly. Yeah. Um, I'm not to say like I'm the, you know, class clown. I'm not going to jump up and down and make a fool of myself. But like you know, I, you know, I love to have a laugh. You know. Yeah, like, we I'm, love a giggle. Exactly. You know, but for me, not to be that type of person, I could just see it in myself, and I was just hating it. Um, yeah. So, f- for me, and from what I've learned, especially from that experience, which was a, a big experience for me. Um, I just feel that communication is key uh, along with everything, you know, like the, like the whole mental health thing. Communication is key, whether it be with yourself or with friends, family, uh, anyone, you know, yeah. a, a professional. So when it comes down to it with the uh, trying to work out uh, this communication sort of thing with your partner, 
the door swings both ways. So it's give and take, you know. So and your partner should also reciprocate while receiving help. So it's it's always like the sort of, oh, okay, thank you so much for helping me. We're, we're, we're on the right track. But look, let's, let's, let's have a look at you. How are you doing? You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's just that sort of next level. And I think like it's we're obviously going to be like marriage counsellors like saying all this type of stuff. It's easier said than done. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just that first conversation like are you okay? Are you – how are you doing? And it's you that know? whole notion of to me like fitting your own oxygen mask first and then like when I've got a full tank then I'm able to replenish and give back to my partner. Exactly. But if you are not looking after yourself and that's not that's when it, it can kind of become a bit chaotic. And I think a really challenging aspect for me, I guess, um, if you're sort of in the role of let's just for, I don't have a better word, but like the helper, like the, the person on the receiving end wanting to help their partner. Yep. I think a really critical thing to make note of is that their men's behaviours can exhibit like ghosting um, but I think it's not for the reasons that we often think. Like that could be simply because they're overwhelmed or ill-equipped emotionally to express themselves. So we see a lot of bailing or running behavior, avoidance. I think ex- you've, yeah. I, I think you've nailed that. Like you've, yeah. you've definitely hit that on the head. I mean, like us growing up, we're and and especially in 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 our era, you you mm. you, you raised to be a so-called man i'm doing the inverted commas with my fingers mm. you, you're, you're raised and, and told to be a man it's like you know fuck man up or you know grow some balls just deal with it suppress it yeah you know, brush it whereas what we're finding now is uh, trends uh, are, are, are creeping upwards towards many young men you know taking their lives just because they are suppressing these sort of would see the the bubbliest people in the world mm. um you know like uh, take comedians uh, for example you know they're, they're they're some of the most broken people but we don't realize this until they've gone until or they've gone off the rails you know like even you know um robin williams genius pure genius who knew who knew yeah. that he was he was suffering so hard even jim carrey now like he's taking a serious sort of aspect to his life he's taking a step back and gone well you know what Fuck and the a, system. You yeah, know, and a like, real I'm, spiritual aspect too. Exactly. Like and real... everyone's like, oh, he's fucking lost his mind. But no, then he's found it. <laughs> he's found it. You know, like his his norm might not be the same as your norm, but he's found something. It's peace within himself. That's what that is to him. And that... Exactly. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's found his niche. He's found his sort of uh, his crystallization moment, you know. So that's where he's at. And it's so fascinating too, like when people, like it's like anything, like basic boundaries, like if you put down an emotional boundary and people are used to seeing you behave one way, then you suddenly try to make shifts. People tantrum. People aren't used to seeing you like that. So it it confronts people. It challenges their own stuff and they start to project. So I think that's a really interesting thing to be mindful of. But um, like it's it's definitely happened to me where – someone really important to me uh, has exhibited ghosting behaviours. And I'm just, you know, you kind of just go crazy, but I try to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're obviously not equipped or capable of expressing whatever's going on. And that's that's also hard to be on the receiving end of that. But like you said, if you can create like a space of like forgiveness and compassion and active listening and like 
to me, I kind of feel like there isn't anything that can't be resolved bringing like a peaceful heart and an open mind to a situation. I know that sounds a bit sappy, but in, in my core, I really believe if you can be present and show up for someone, you can you can resolve things mostly. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's... No, I, def- I definitely do. I think, you know, whether it be, uh, it might be like, you know, four short sentences said over the space of an hour and then the next time it's just nonstop flow of conversation. It doesn't matter, you know, like it, the, the foundation's been set for, for that to move on from it, you know. So it, it kind of, as long as you're making the effort personally and, 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 and voicing that sort of concern and also the concern for your own well-being, I think it's the only way's up. In a, in a relationship for that yeah that's right that's right all right um moving on i feel like this seems an appropriate uh, question post that conversation your worst concert injury um probably con- concussion or a broken nose oh, both God. but both <laughs> both sucked so yeah. where, where was that at what gig um i would say oh shit i can't even remember Maybe it's the concussion, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, no, I, um, I'm pretty sure it was Bad Religion and Strung Out at um, uh, uh, the Horden Pavilion. Yeah, that oh that sucked. That sucked. Yeah. And like you know, I've, I've kicked bruises, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bruised ribs. <laughs> yes, I've witnessed you in all sorts. I, I I remember getting punched square between the eyes at a gig at uh, Proper School Bar Broadway. Oh my might god, even Bar been, Broadway. Might even ah. have been uh, Deadwalk, I think oh. they played. Yeah, yeah they, they did play yeah, there. Yeah. Um, That's nuts. Just, just copping one straight to the face. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm probably going to sit the next one out. Yeah. God, mine was um, Her Nightmare, if anyone remembers that oh, band. Wow. And. Um, I was getting a little bit too ambitious and I was edging a little too too close to that uh, mosh pit, circle pit danger zone. Um, And I got an elbow, (laughs) elbow to the face. And luckily Trent, shout out to Trent if you're listening, he saved me from the second elbow and that Hmm. I saw stars and I never really understood that expression but it was really similar to that cartoon thing where you actually see stars. Like actually, oh, it was just... Just brutal. So I, um, <laughs> but I, I always found it really hard. Like I'd want to kind of get up the front, but I could never get in the the center. I'd have to like edge my way, like either side, like left or right to the like, and then I'd be deaf from the speaker <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. I couldn't uh, couldn't get any other angles. All right, let's move on to um, alcohol. Alcohol is obviously a big problem in Australia. Yep. And um, you had some really interesting thoughts on this the other night when we were talking about it. And I wondered if you wanted to share some like tools or techniques or things you can say, if things are getting a bit out of hand or, or if you're noticing a mate that's maybe having some issues around drinking, um, but we obviously don't want to pry or be inappropriate to, to someone else's, you know, what's going on with them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it is such a tough one because it's such a personal experience that they're going through um obviously they're not going to realize like uh, i i say this because because personally i have people close to me that are somewhat alcoholics and 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 whatnot and and it, it is a very tough 
conversation to one start and maintain. So you don't want to be badgering the person because that can have a very, very negative effect. That's a very sensitive issue. It, yeah. it, it, it is because ideally the person that, from my experience, the person that is going through this sort of dip in their, in their life um, won't notice that they are abusing certain, you know, substances or, or, or characteristics in their personality or something like that. So for me, the way that I've addressed it, because I can only talk from personal experience, is just just bringing it up sort of nonchalantly, like just just off the cuff. It's just like, oh, you know, you're, you're having a drink today. Um, yeah. And like, oh, yeah, you know, it's been a bit tough. I'm like, oh, that's all right, you know. So oh, I suppose like, you know, and then just saying, you know, yeah, one drink's not too bad. But then just kind of just leaving it at that and then saying that like, oh, you're having another one. How about we just go for a walk or something instead? Yeah, so you know, shifting, like it's just, just trying to the ship energy. It. Like don't say, don't say, oh, my God, you're having three, four, five. Like, oh, my God, like it's the worst thing ever. Because yeah. they're just going to be like, oh, shit, that's, like, you know, that's, 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 that's yeah. very confronting. Leave me alone. Like who are you to judge me sort of thing? You don't know what I'm going through. Which yeah, the defences are going to come out. Full it ball. is. It's a, it's a straight up defence mechanism. So ideally, you you, you kind of just want to shift it or deflect and just go, hey, like, mate, like the the moon's it's a full moon. Let's go check that out. You know, something yeah. like that. You know, like they're just trying to, or you know, if if they suggest, oh, let's go to the pub. It's like, oh, okay, well, I know there's the that's straight in direct line of what you're after. It's like you know what. How about we go to dinner mm, or something? Okay. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. di- different ways for different sort of situations. But you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. kind of just and, redirect it. And you said something brilliant the other day and I wrote it down because it was so good um, and it was really subtle. You were like, uh, how about we call it a night? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's just putting it in. Obviously, you're not going to know what they're going to do when they go home. But, no, but again, there's accountability as, as much as possible. But, exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, until they work out themselves what they're doing, it, it's completely up to them. You can only be the nurturer and the guider. Um, you can't yeah. force someone into something they don't want to do. That's um, right. I guess that's applicable to everything. Like that could apply to someone who's got eating issues, drug, like that that topic of in, in like indulging in behaviours to excess like what we just sort of talked about, that's, yep. that's a good um, tactic to handle all of that stuff. Well, it's, it's, it's so hard because ideally, you, and I, I've felt this myself as well, you, you don't want to keep hearing the same thing over and over and over again. It actually, help, it actually makes you resent. Mm. Um, so if you find out ways of going around that, like, you know, not, not dancing around the subject, but, you know, like just uh, kind of weaving a different story, then it's, it's, it's not the same question pointed straight at them every single time. And they'll be like, oh, okay, like, I see, I see the angle. You're trying to help me. And they'll start to realise, well, I feel they'll start to realise, hopefully. But then, yeah. you know, it's just like you can't just go out and just like, mate, you need help. Like, you're off the rails, you know. Like, that, that, that's like one of the worst things you can hear. It's just like, well, shit, okay, well, thanks heaps, mate. You know, you've yeah, just kind of let me down. Exactly. You don't feel supported. Exactly. Don't feel supported or hurt. Even or, even though yeah. the person saying this is the one literally trying to help you. Yeah. So yeah. 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 All right. Most embarrassing musical confession. 
Oh, shit. If you had to think of uh, a CD or a song, an artist. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've got, I've got a lot of embarrassing shit. I, I, Name... love, I, I love 80s music. Anything 80s with synth. Same. I synth will pop. lose my fucking that's not, shit. That's not embarrassing. Like, you're talking like New Order, Depeche Mode type of stuff? or No, nah, no, nah, man. I'm talking like Lionel Richie. I'm talking oh, God. anything along those lines. Like, you know, fuck, I'll... I'll listen to all that type of shit. I love it. I'm, I'm well, an 80s baby. Yeah, know? me too. That's why we love it so much. I was much. morphed oh. into it. I, I love it. I love the, the big hair, the I shit those, makeup. The, like that guitar. I'm, oh, I'm all oh, for Lord. it. Oh, I'm yeah. all for it. Um, but then, you know, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll like some boppy stuff. Like, there's a couple right. of Taylor Swift songs and stuff. That yes, I'll, um, Taylor Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah. So yeah. I am going to, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, God, and I'm even traumatized telling you of all people and I shouldn't <laughs> be, but, um, I really like, and I was singing it the other day cause it came on the radio, Michael Bolton, how can we be lovers if we can't be friends? Oh God. I know. I might have to draw the line at that one, Jen. I think you might've lost me on that one. <laughs> anyway. All right. But that's it's just some. <laughs> But it's the same thing. It's the hair. It's the woe-owing. It's the muse. Anyway, all right. Yeah, but but insane. <laughs> who who doesn't love a love ballad? That's right. Like, Come on now. Come I'm, now. I'm Meatloaf. Come oh. on. Do anything for love. <laughs> oh come on! Even the film clip that goes for like twelve minutes or whatever it is. You it's know, just like it's epic. fantastic. Epic, epic. Um, I was about to go into quick fire round. Do you happen to have them near you, yeah, or do we I need do. to get them? No, no, we're good. All right. Do you want to – we're just going to ask each other, like, really quick musical questions of, like, this or that. So you can go first. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Britney Spears or Marilyn Manson? I'm going to change my answer, Uwe, and say Britney what? Spears. <laughs> Can't do that. you got to but stick. I, but I, I thought about it the other day. Oh, no, have I lost you again? Hello? Oh no! I was like, "Not again!" It's happening to us again. Are we back? Yeah, I think I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start the quick fire again. Let's All do right. It. Okay, here we go. Britney Spears or Marilyn Manson? Britney Spears. Really? Yeah, I know. I changed my answer, but like, I it's that's a very difficult one for me to. You know, they both. When I saw her perform her circus tour, Marilyn Manson's "Sweet Dreams," she did a video clip with him and it was like it just blew my mind the fusion of them together so i can't really separate them okay i'll get i'll give you that one <laughs> all right um perfect circle at all perfect circle okay I, I i can see that with you i if that was for me i i'd tend towards tool yeah it's because of the emotional aspect like the the melodies in a perfect circle yeah, yeah. mind yeah. you on emotive passive oh. is the best that's my song favorite I've ever song. heard that's, that's one of my go-to songs and it's actually in a movie called constantine yes uh, with, oh. and it's epic it's, it's such a good song that's that's their only sort of original song on that isn't it because it's yeah. all covers isn't it yeah yeah that song has got me through especially when it says wake up like you fucking disappoint me i'm like yeah, yeah. I scream it. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, Maynard or Trent Reznor? In in what context? Just like marriage? Oh, God. <laughs> Sex? 
Or both of them at the same time. Stop it. Stop hey, it. Hey, world's your oyster. These are hypotheticals. Okay. All right. Oh, um, oh no. I think I think Maynard's more stable, slightly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. he, he, he makes his own wine as well. So there and you go. And food, a, too. Oh, so, food as well. There you go. Yeah, his pasta, restaurants, yeah. Um, teenage Dream or California Girls? Oh, Teenage Dream. Okay. Yep. Um, Parkway or I Kill the Prom Queen? <laughs> oh, oh. Parkway, because Prom Queen changed their lineup and they went crap. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, pop or metal? Oh, metal. Okay. <laughs> Flying V guitars all the way. Yeah. Uh, drummers or guitarists? Oh, guitarists every time. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, what else have I got? Actually, I have one for you. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Wish for Wings. Oh. or oh, what was their name? I've just had a massive Morning Tide, original Morning Tide. <gasps> oh, early. I don't know if anyone will remember Morning remember, Tide. We do. Yeah. Who cares? This is for us. There you game. go. That, that's, that's too glam rock uh, sort of, you know. Remember Hot Damn? Oh, they both Hot played Hot Damn, them. yeah, yeah. Oh. Good golly, Molly. Oh, Wish for Wings. Oh, I was right. obsessed with them. Well, Trent will know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in an unhealthy way, I think. <laughs> I remember I remember Wish for Wings, the, the lead singer, his, his missus <laughs> added her on, uh, on MySpace. And... He's had a few misses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the original one, I can't remember her name. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, I was, I was obsessed with her. But anyway, were that's you, another story. Were you, were you really? Yeah, she was gorgeous. Is that why you came to all the kids? Was it Chelsea? Oh, anyway, never mind. We'll, we'll move along. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so and the, and the last one for me, I would say, um, uh, pop punk. So oh. I'm talking like I was like I need specifics here. Yeah, yeah so I'm talking like newfound glory oh. and stuff like, like that. Um, or mm. let's try and make this interesting. Or Industrial. Oh, industrial. Really? You know, I like dirty synth and I, like. I know, but like it's. I know, but like, like you've got you've got of... that one main band, not like Nine Inch Nails. Right. Like they're, but, they're the epitome. But of ministry, that. ministry, and KMFDFM and whatever they're called, and yeah. like. Well, I suppose you got like Ramstein and all that yeah. kind of stuff as yeah, well. Anything so. that uses like slamming synth. Yeah. Gets me a little bit. Okay. Know? All right. All right. Well, that's me. That's my that's my quick five questions for you. All right. Are you ready, Spaghetti? Let's do it. Okay. Razor Blades or Voice of Mind by Strung Out? Uh, I will go Voice of Mind. Interesting. I love mm. Razor Blades. Okay. Acoustic or electric sets? Shit. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. I'll I'll go electric, but I am a big fan of acoustic stuff. Yeah, like a, like I'm, I'm even talking like Joey K from Lagwagon when he does his acoustic stuff, like it's epic. What What's the best acoustic set you've seen then? Frank Turner. Oh golly! Only because it's it's just a it, it's a sing along. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, um, who else have I seen? Oh, what's the lead singer from Hot Water Music? Oh, I can't remember. From hot water music. 
Hot Water Music, yeah. They did a, it was like a revival tour. So they did it with uh, the lead singer from The Loved Ones and also... Jason Black? No, Chuck Reagan. Chuck no. Reagan. Chuck Reagan. Yeah, yep. I was going to say, hang on, give me a minute. Give me a Actually, minute. Actually, no. I take it back. All right. Lorna Jean Grace from Against Me. Oh, how good is trans? Was it transgender? Transgender dysphoria. It's more of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's epic, like you know, um, Axel Rose, yeah. ballad Axel Rose. That whole oh, oh, phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. There you go. That's yeah. my acoustic stuff. Yep. But golly, all right. I got sidetracked there. <laughs> right back to your questions. All right. International U Day or not your savior? International U Day. It's my favorite all-time punk song. Oh, I thought that would kind of mess you up. Mm, that question. Not your savior is. I'm a massive new fan. Uh, you know, no use for a name. Um, yeah. Tony Sly, R.I.P. I know you love him. That was hectic yeah. when he passed, but yeah. But um, yeah, International <laughs> U Day. That's it's it's there. There is an acoustic version of that as well. Guy yeah, called that's, Thomas I like Oliver. That acoustic version. Thomas Oliver yeah. from New Zealand. If if anyone gets a chance to listen to that, it is one of the best covers I've ever heard. Interesting. Yep. All right. This one's mean, but you have to answer yep. it. Kanye or Taylor Swift? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm shit. I'm going Taylor Swift. Oh, like Kanye, he's, he's a musical genius, but he's an absolute fuckwit. <laughs> yeah. Especially to Taylor Swift. Well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I love her new album that she's just released. It's very folky. Well, it's called Folklore. Well, but, um, yeah, Crime of the Liars out to that. All right, seated or standing at concerts? Standing. Got to get in the action. Still now? Still, yeah, yeah, even my, yeah. my bad back, sore knees, yeah, gonna... bad eyesight. Yeah, ankles I'm still falling. in there. Yeah. Whatever. All right. All right. Home bake or big day out? Oh, shit. Um, what era? Uh, are we talking 2000s, 90s? Oh, yeah, like our high school, like year 12s, you started university kind of era, like 2000-ish, right. maybe 99. All right, I'm changing this. I'm going home bake. Yeah, how good? Did you go to the one where there's that massive storm? It turned into a big muddy. It was muddy... just a mud yeah. cesspool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my dad like picking me and my friend up, and he was just like, um, "I think we've got a tarpaulin in the back." <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember getting. Uh, we were in the back of some, oh, one of my mates' cars, I can't remember Dave's or someone. But yeah, and it was literally like you're not sitting on the seat because it was the old carpeted seats, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Oh. Well, how how do we get in? So we all had to strip down yeah. to our our undies and boxes. So we sat oh, on the God. seats in our boxes and we're just like, just covered in shit. <laughs> but yeah. Not no. fun. Not fun. Um, Triple J or Smooth FM? <laughs> um, I'm going Smooth FM at the moment. Yes, I, I, me I, too. I can't stand the, um, the DJs, Triple J, like the. I don't know if I'm getting old. I'm not even old, but like I'm starting no, to just, I hear them. I was like, you are just talking so much shit. I can't handle it. I just can't cope with the sporadic nature of like going from like metalcore to like John Butler trio. I'm like, no, my brain can't yeah. switch that quickly. Mind like, you, of... du- Double J, when they have their little oh, specials yeah. and stuff, it is, is good listening. So, yeah. All right. Jazz or rap? Um, I'll go rap. Mm-hmm. I'll go rap. Yep. And my final one is the Smiths or the Cure. Fuck. <laughs> I'll, I'll go Cure. Mind you, I do have a very soft spot for the, the Smiths. 
yeah. very soft spot. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Actually, before we finish, because um, I remember there was one question that you asked before, uh, a band I have never seen, Talking Heads. This was like oh, in, that's who you want to see. That's one that I definitely, definitely want to see. I just remembered I forgot to say that in the last one. That's all right. We're just going to smush this all together. Talking Heads. Yep. Oh yeah, I don't know who I'd really. Dis- I mean, I know I said Michael Jackson, but I still can't remember if there's someone else. I've seen a lot of bands. Like I, I feel like I've covered my eighties. I was kind of annoyed. I was meant to see White Snake. Oh really? <laughs> just, yeah. Um, oh, some stuff came good. up. Yeah, um, and I think, yeah, they've just got the most ridiculously epic guitar solos. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to, um, just while we wrap up, I guess I just wanted to leave us with um, some final messages. So I guess I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I think if you're on the receiving end of someone who is going through a difficult time of mental health, um, I said it before, I think I think showing up um, – with, with love, forgiveness, compassion, understanding. I think that's a really important thing to do. I know it can be really challenging to put your ego aside and kind of, I guess, get back into your heart space. And I know that might be a bit woo-woo for some people, but I, I genuinely believe that if we can kind of come back to centre and back to alignment, that's the best place to act out of when you're not reactionary or it's not heated, when you've had some time to you know, to digest everything. And I guess I would say don't leave it, you know, days, weeks, months, years to reach out to those you love because you just don't know what's around the corner um, in life. So, and and I would say that love always softens and heals the situation. So what would your final thoughts be? Um, I think you pretty much just wrapped it up in, in that. But like for, for me, it's, you're not alone in the situation. As much as you you're in a dark space and you think you literally cannot break out of it. You always can. Um, just, just know that, you know, your friends are there for a reason. They're your friends because they rely on you and you rely on them. So it's a two way street. So, you know, if, if they're ever in a rut, they'd expect you to help them out. And whether, whether they'd admit it or not, you're there for them. You're their support crew. So in, in, in taking that, you have your own support crew, um, whether it be family, friends, a counsellor, um, you know, even even if you speak to your dog or your cat or something like that, you know. You, well, pets are great therapy. Well, that's it, yeah. you know. Like you know, my, my whole spiel is, you know, you're, you, you're never in a situation even though you think you are. There's always someone there that can help. Now, yeah. the other thing as well is the toughest thing that you'll ever have to go through and realize is uh, just, just to make the, the first step and just to realize that, you know, maybe I, I do have a problem. Maybe I do need to speak to someone. Maybe, maybe you know, this isn't the way my life's supposed to be, but I can fix it. You know, like it's, it's, not, a, it's not a quick flick of the switch and everything's going to be fantastic. These things take time and to realize that is a very, very big victory in my books. You know, you've got to take the small wins and blow them up as if they're big wins because the small wins get you across the line every time. That's right. And and make sure you've got got the right and the and the people who love you that 
make sure you've got the right support. And if you don't, then maybe, maybe you need to assess that, you know, like I, I really believe in having people who love you unconditionally. And I think a lot of people have lost touch with what that concept means. We love with conditions and we all the time. And I was like, I think in mental health, you kind of need to, to drop that quite a bit. Mm. So, yeah. Um, do we have the men's helpline floating around? Did we have it somewhere? Yeah, we do. So if, if you're ever in doubt, you know, if you can't speak to your friends and you want to speak anonymously to someone or you need that outside opinion, which is always a good thing, you know, because ideally friends will always tell you something that you want to hear. Um, but that's not in saying that they're just there to say that. They're actually trying to help you. But if you want an outsider opinion and, you know, you want to, you know, shoot the shit with someone, uh, men's helpline, you can always give them a call on one three hundred seven eight nine nine seven eight. 789 978 yeah, and we have been friends for how long now? Nearly 20, is it nearly 20 it's years? It's got to be close to 20, yeah. Yeah, uh-oh, here come the emotions. But um, I just want to publicly say, you know, you have been such a huge support to me over the years. We We may not see each other all the time. But I know that in a heartbeat, if I need to, I can pick up the phone. You are a fantastic listener. And, oh, I'm getting really choked up. <laughs> you, um, you've been someone who has always had my back when others haven't. And I think that's really important to have people who love and care about you in any aspect of that word. And, you know, you've always been there for me. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for that. Um, I'm ha- happy to be here. You know, it's, it's no skin off my, my back. Um, you've always done the same for me. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate you, you know, it's, it's, it's just what friends do, you know, it's just, you know, if, if you're in trouble, I'm there for you, yep. you know, so, yep. yeah. And we, we have been a good support network to each other mm. and we'll continue to be so, 100%. I hope. Now, what song would you like to leave listeners with? We're going to pop a song at the end of this. Shit. I don't know. Mm. Like the, the library's too, too big. I mean, do we go... Well, it's up to you, are we? Oh, what, what mood would you like to leave the listeners with? I've already got mine. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I was going to put Descending by Tool, but that's like 10 minutes would make this podcast so long, so I had to change my <laughs> change my answer. Um, Do you want to go punk? Do you want to go hardcore? Um, I'd probably go punk or hardcore, like one of them. Right. I might be able to mesh the two between, actually. I'm gonna to have to have a think, I reckon, and try and um, right. and try and get something there for you. Well, mine's mine is a fusion, mm-hmm. and I think it sums me up pretty well. So it's and I was squealed with delight when I found it. It's Brian Fallon covering Katy Perry's "Teenage Dream." Oh wow! So I'm gonna pop that on the end of this podcast. All right. I thought you'd go for like Melancholin, No Effects, no. Don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm. I'm. I'm leaning towards like, but I'm just trying to mesh. This is when like I start to overthink things, and I'm just trying to <laughs> how mesh unlike you everything <laughs> into one. So do I go like an emotional punk song because mm. that's that's part and parcel. The yeah, it's a theme. Or do yeah. I just go straight out banger? Um, I think. I think. Where's that Aries impulsiveness? Come on. <laughs> oh, no. Bang. I'm not. I'm not a typical Aries. I'm not. I'm not the lead from the front sort of <laughs> general guy. It cracks me it's up. Like, I'm like, 
not even a man's man. Like, I can't even fucking change oil in a car. Like, here, I'm out myself now, but, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm none of those sort of things. But anyway. Um, this is just how we talk, everyone, by the way. Just yeah, <laughs> as I, if no one's listening. I'll tell you what. Let's, let's throw International U Day. Are you uh, – which one? Which version? Who are we going oh, with? Um, you have to be specific. You know I'm a bit OCD with that stuff. Let's – Fuck it. Let's go the acoustic. The Tony Sly acoustic? No, no. So it's the, um, oh, the, t- Th- Thomas, the, oh, the Thomas Oliver acoustic. Oh, I hope I can find that. I'll have to do a sneaky download. Yeah. It. If, if sure you can't, can. throw the regular on. Either way, fucking happy days. So we both have acoustic versions of our song choice. Possibly, yeah. Well, it's like it's such a different tone. So for, for me, the, the, the acoustic one is, is it's so raw. It just hits you right in the feels, whereas the 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 punk version, like the original, is still there as like when you listen to the lyrics. But it's just it's just a good song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, on that note, we're going to leave you with our songs, and I just want to thank you again for your transparency, your candor, and hopefully, you know, we've helped. Help someone somewhere and, you know, we're both around. If you're our friends listening to this, we're here. We like to chat and we like to talk about music. So if you need, you can reach out to either of us. 100%. Yeah. So thank you so much, Uwe, for being here and we'll catch you on another episode. No worries. Cool. Thank you.
that we 